Hey guys, I'm Nick. And I'm Eugene. Welcome to Papercut. This week, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne, 1869. Written by Jules Verne, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea recounts the story of Professor Aranax and his faithful companions and his adventures with Captain Nemo as they travel the world together in a state-of-the-art underwater fish-shaped submarine named the Nautilus. One of the main ideas I want to talk about, Huge, was the idea of civilization versus everything. Verne really challenges the notion that civilization is truly the be-all and end-all for the world. So our main characters encounter from time to time the indigenous people, aptly named savages. It's unclear how Captain Nemo feels about Western colonialization as a whole, but from the text and Nemo's overriding cynicism, I think we can guess that he's probably not a fan of it. And his approach to savages is to leave them alone, occasionally questioning how different the civilized world is from that of the savages. It reminds me of the uh, reminds me of the sentinels of the Indian coast. Those people they got discovered as like a prehistoric tribe, and people tried to make contact with them. Right, and then yeah, basically they were really violent, and they just drove them all away to the point that you know the government was just like, all right. Uh, we gotta ban you from even entering that place and just leave them be. Like maybe we we as members of like the so-called you know civilized society, maybe we we are thinking a bit too highly of ourselves to try to influence others. I actually heard somewhere read somewhere about this idea of the weird people. So like who are the weird people in this world? And if actually there's a sociological study that. We wanted to map out like different people and what they have in common in terms of how they view things like morality and everything. They found this minority, this 15% minority uh, of people that actually viewed morality in this way and the other 85% viewed it in a very completely different way. Sorry, this 15% minority is the weird community. They, this weird stands for Western, educated, industrialized, rich and democratic people. And when you think about it, like not many places are like that. And so how do we know that what we're doing is the quote unquote civilized thing to do? But I mean, that's a little sidetrack back to back to 20,000 leagues. Like, speaking of which, you know, we, we learned something that happened to Nemo and his family, like that eventually leads to his eventual rejection of civilization. Yeah. Uh, and then he retreats to the ocean, classic old man thing. And the saddest part about the whole book, I think, for me at least, is that we never really find out what happened to his family. And we're just given this impression that Nemo escaped the civilized world because they did something awful to his family. And so he questions from time to time how different we are from the savages, causing death and destruction everywhere we go, In well, according to Nemo. You said one thing that kind of came to my mind mm-hmm. here. It's like, I think it would be good to gauge what his like, understanding of civilization is here. Because it seems like it seems quite ironic. Because yeah. the whole point of him, you know, building like that under underwater submarine empire is to get away from civilization. But in the meantime, he has created like a state of the art submarine. Yeah. With like so probably some of the strictest rules you can have mm. in order to function the submarine. Which, if you look at it a different way, he kind of created his own civilization within the submarine when trying to get out of the submarine, right? Well, sorry, when trying to get out of civilization. So my question is, what did he actually try to get away from in the first place? I know what you mean, right? It's a bit like you try to escape something, you try to do something that's not to be against something, 
And then you end up kind of becoming the thing you swore to destroy. Exactly. And that's exactly what's happened here. But I feel like that's many, many stories as well. Like It is, it is. But but oh. I was saying, what was he escaping from? Like, if if a rogue government, like, clamps down on me and kills my entire family, that is the definition of uncivility. Not civil, like, not civility, right? Not necessarily. Some people will argue that you and your family are criminals, therefore you guys all get slaughtered. Because that would be the quote-unquote civilized thing to do to spare everyone from your genocidal or whatever maniacal rages. I see. So is that sort of mentality? But I think this one, it's more like he just gave the middle finger to society and went, all right, I'm making my own one with hookers and blackjack, except without hookers and blackjack. That sort of thing. It's an interesting take on it as well because he's just made his own underwater world thingy. It's just like Bioshock. But anyway, uh, I, was, I, I, I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to say it. Because like, <laughs> we talk about Bioshock so much. I know. And, and, and you'd no sea story would be complete without a fish fight. Whereby, in this story, the crew hunts sharks all the time for food. And they eventually fight a giant squid. Proving once and for all that all fish are indeed stupid. Wait, isn't that giant squid the scene where he tried to grab someone? And they all try to grab that person back. I actually don't know. I thought I was always given the scene that it was this giant cuttlefish switch thing that enraptured the Nautilus, and then they had to sort of fight this thing off. Uh, you might be thinking about Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I might be actually yeah. release the Kraken. <laughs> anyway, uh, the off tentacles was different, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, let, let's get to the let's get to the rating. Uh, I think I gave this book a. 5 out of 10. I think the book was revolutionary for its time, given that the first submarines were built in the 1800s, and the story of an underwater vessel menace would have been quite novel at the time. Honestly, the best parts of this book, in my opinion, are the beginning and the end. The middle feels a lot like filler, just adventures for the sake of adventures, and it doesn't really make much sense why this would be the case until you factor in the fact that the book was written as a series of fortnightly periodicals so it explains why it's a fillery fillery story but otherwise the characters are a bit bland and they're even their most compelling character captain nemo isn't really fleshed out as much as he should be and also there's a scene where our main characters are fighting an underwater cuttlefish thing so that pulls it down a few notches i can't really recommend this book to anyone if i'm honest there are better books out out there but i will say this from everything we've talked about 20,000 Leagues is probably still better than Moby Dick and the Old Man in the Sea. Well, I have read uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, kind of, ages ago. And uh, obviously, you know, I picked up the book having high expectations of it. Because Mm. as we all know, the cover is a massive fucking squid. Yep. Right? So I was like, oh yeah, you know, fucking good book. Uh, Squids and shit. uh, Action packed. Which it kind of was, right? Mm. It kind of was. But no, you're right. Like... Apart from that, there's not much depth to the story. And the only thing I remember about Captain Nemo is his eyes are very far apart. That's about it. Because I think that's part of like that's part of why they named him Captain Nemo or something. It's like, because he looks like a fish. <laughs> I That one I did not know. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I won't say... So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think like on a very surface level, it's more enjoyable than the other two books. But obviously, I won't say that is better than the other two books because uh, I I know that a lot of people uh, 
go on the hate train only for that and I need to look out for myself when I walk on the streets you know it's not the greatest book of all time but I at least didn't make me want to gouge my eyes out like Melville did fucking Melville If you like what we do, follow us on Spotify or in any of your other preferred streaming sites. If you want to leave us a comment or let us know what you think, you can email us at papercut.dust at gmail.com or Instagram at papercut.dust, no caps. Or Twitter at papercutpodcast, one word, no caps. Look forward to seeing you guys next week for another episode. Until then, I'm Nick. And I'm Eugene. Peace. Out.